And now it's time for Back to the Futures on the BetQL Network with Travis Thomas and Brandon Sprague. Oh, yeah, here we go. Back to the Futures. We're back up in the DeLorean and we're riding clean, baby. Travis Thomas, Brandon Sprague, super producer Zach Kroll stopping by later to play guest the lines. But first, Brandon and I get you fired up for Back to the Futures. Brandon, welcome back, my friend. Another big week in the NFL, and the final four is set in the college football playoffs. I, I said this during the week going into the weekend, and, and push back if you disagree. Do you think that this is the best weekend of football we get, given oh. everything on the line in college football, paired with no matter what the schedule says, you know the NFL is great every week? Like, yeah. I was really trying to wrap my brain around it, and I think I think this might be the best week of football that we get every year. Well, listen, I, you're not going to find an argument from me because of recency bias, but to be fair, I do get fired up for the college football playoffs just because it's obviously everything on the line. All the bowl games are going on around the same time. You know college football is wrapped up. Uh, I guess I would argue that, but at the same time, uh, I, I see your point, too, because you, there is no college football playoff without this weekend to determine who goes. So I think you right. may be right. You may be onto something there for sure. Those two weekends, which you're talking about now and when we get to the actual uh, playoff on New Year's Eve, uh, I, I think it's between those two for sure. I mean, we'll have more on the college football playoff later in the show, but let's go to the NFL first. Let me ask you this to start it off, because we always kind of do this and talk about our personal bets, as well as looking at the league overall. But let's start with the team that you bet on today that impressed you the most. Who was that? You know, they there was a while there, I have to say this, they didn't impress me, but ultimately they impressed me by taking care of business. The team I loved the most this week that was Barkin, L.A. Chargers on the road at Cincinnati. Uh, yeah. Look, this is interesting, because going in all week, the Chargers had really struggled. They'd come down to earth a little bit. They were starting to look like the Chargers we all fell in love with in the last few, four, five, six years, however long it's been. And the Bengals are coming off a thumping of a division foe in Pittsburgh, something they normally don't do against the Steelers. And then I saw the line and I thought, three? Why is that only three? Like, Cincinnati right now probably deserved four and a half to five. The fact that that was three, I kind of instantly just saw value there. I took them was ecstatic they got out to a 24-0 lead and then they choked it away they they allowed Cincinnati to get it back they cut it to two and then they stepped up defensively got pressure on Burrow created turnover touchdowns and they they, they sealed the game it was nerve-wracking in the moment but that was my I bet on them I like them the most I love the Chargers going on the road against maybe a slightly overconfident uh, Bengal bunch coming off a big divisional win and luckily they didn't blow that they came through I love that Chargers plus three bet well, listen, good for you, Sprager. Okay, I'll give you the flip side to that coin later on. For me, the team that impressed me the most, I have to go the Steelers. Now, I, I took the Steelers to cover in the game, and the reason why against the Ravens, and the reason why is because it's a divisional opponent, A. B, I thought if the Steelers lost the game, their season's over. And if you back a championship pedigree team let's call it we know it's yesteryear for that team but the Steelers Big Ben has Super Bowls Tomlin's been there done that uh, that brand 
big games. It's the Ravens. It's a rival. It's at home in Pittsburgh. It just felt like a spot to take a chance on the Steelers to cover the game. And I knew they'd have a chance to win outright. And sure enough, they did. Uh, now, we could sit here and go back and forth, but I don't care enough to do it, Sprager, of did the Steelers beat them or did the Ravens going for two screw the Ravens, right? But for me, uh, either way, I was impressed with that win from the Steelers. I do not think this is some great team that's going to go on a run and win the division. I don't. I think they have a shot at a wild card, but so do a lot of teams in the AFC that I don't believe in, right? I do right. think ultimately the Ravens will win that division, but I was impressed with the Steelers with their season on the line coming out and winning the game. I'll give you another one, Sprague. How about the Lions? You know, all this season, I have argued with people about the Vikings. Oh, they have Thielen and Jefferson and Cousins and Cook and all these weapons. And we know a lot of guys are hurt for them, too. Cook being out, and we saw Thielen leave that game. But for me, I, I didn't have the guts. I didn't have the testicular fortitude to bet on the Lions. No thanks. But that felt like a spot where if I just had enough guts to do it, Sprague, I knew the Lions were going to be in that game. But for them to win that game outright was very impressive. That's another team. Even though I didn't bet on them, Sprague, I got to admit, I was impressed to see the Lions win that. And it just goes to show you uh, I was right about the Vikings. They are fool's gold. Well, and I think on the Steeler note, I think what the extended playoff has given us is where you have a substantial amount of teams that don't completely yep. feel like they're out of it yet. I mean, point, uh, case in point here, the Niners going into Seattle today and just absolutely crapping the bed <laughs> against a pretty downtrodden Seahawks team. They allowed the Seahawks offense to find their rhythm again. And you know what? That defense just got carved up by Russ all day. I, I, I couldn't believe what you were seeing there, but Seattle's always kind of been a house of horrors for San Francisco. Seattle is now four and eight. Now, I don't think Seattle is making the playoff. I think they're going to lose in one of their next two games. But that's what the extended playoff gives you. It allows Pittsburgh, Seattle, allows all these teams that you don't really feel great about mm -hmm. to maybe feel good about their chances to make it. And, and today I thought Pittsburgh, whatever you want to say, it was, oh, Baltimore going for two. First of all, I love that call. Go for the win. It's a divisional game. Get it over with. Um, but this is also why Tomlin's never been sub 500, Travis. This this yeah. dude knows how to coach. He doesn't have a quarterback, and yet here he is every single week hovering at or above 500, and it looks like he's going to be able to do that again. Uh, you know, you go around the National Football League, and you can find a lot of heartbreaking things. Let me tell you right now, I, I am so done and out on Minnesota ever being involved with any bet I make. <laughs> I had them in one of my bigger teaser bets of the year. I had them at just a break-even point. They win the game. They're good. I had, I had the Dolphins, and I had the Chargers on a teaser with them. Both wow. of those hit, and here we go. There's the Minnesota Vikings stepping up and doing what they've done to me the last three years, yep. losing when they shouldn't, <laughs> and then winning when they shouldn't. I am out on the Minnesota Vikings. Yep. Mike Zimmer can have fun with that Instagram model. I no longer <laughs> want to bet for or against the Minnesota Vikings. They are the worst team in the National Football League to involve in bets. I will hear no other argument. I don't care what evidence you have. If you get the Vikings with the points or the Vikings uh, you know, against the number, whatever it is, don't yeah. touch it. Leave the Minnesota Vikings alone because you don't know what team you're ever going to get.
Well, listen, the Atlanta Falcons have just entered the chat, but you're passionate about this, so I'm going to let it go. I'll give you the Vikings. Listen, I never bet on the Vikings anyway because of all the years I covered Kirk Cousins here in D.C. with the Washington football team. So I already knew what time it was with him and that team. All right, now, how about the team that depressed you the most today? Was it the Vikings? Because for me, you know, this is why I told you, I have a flip side to the coin that you were talking about with the Chargers. The Cincinnati Bengals, I thought, with the way the Chargers have been playing lately, okay, not good. The way the Bengals have been playing lately, very good. I said, okay, this feels like an AFC early playoff game to me. Two teams that are clearly good enough talent-wise to be in the playoffs, both vying for playoff positioning. One's playing well, one's not. One's at home. The one that's playing well is at home. I said, I'll take my chances here. Lay the points with the Bengals. And what do you know? As you said, even though they scratched and clawed their way back in the game, the Chargers eventually put their foot on their neck and finished them. 41-22 the final there. I was very disappointed with the Bengals today. Uh, I thought Joe Burrow turned the ball over too much. I thought, um, you know, the defense of the Bengals who have been playing well lately – I get Justin Herbert's a stud. I really do. But my goodness. I mean, they were getting shredded early in that game. Yeah, get uh, never, never allowing the crowd to get involved. I, I was just, I was surprised. Not even Sprague that the Bengals lost the game. I just said these are two potential playoff game teams. But the way they lost, Sprague, I just couldn't even believe it. Yeah, you know, mine is is really going to – it's going to be San Francisco. I'm going to go to the NFC. San Francisco had kind of put it together a little bit. They were starting to look – like the teams that when Kyle Shanahan has a healthy roster, we know yep. that they can be a good team. And you come in, you are playing a limping Seattle. I mean, Seattle might as well have been a homeless dog who's hungry for a week. They looked ready to be put out of their misery. <laughs> and here they, they come in. And, of course, San Francisco never plays well in Seattle. You had a 10-point lead. They're 24-14. George Kittle is carving up the defense of Seattle. And they just choked it away. Special yeah. teams was their undoing today. You had the Brandon Ayuk awful kick return. You had the missed extra point, which played huge role in this game because instead of 24-14, ended up being 23. Uh, you then have, you fell for the fake punt to begin the game that allowed Seattle to get the first touchdown of it. I mean, you name it. Special teams killed them all day. Jimmy G's not the guy. We know that. He is a glorified Kirk Cousins with a better jawline. Like, <laughs> San Francisco – could have really taken a stranglehold into this into this playoff picture, and they still might be there because they're talented. Yep. But man, you can't lose games like this. And Kyle Shanahan is a favorite, by the way, because they were three to three and a half, depending on the book you saw. Correct. That that made me nervous. Anytime Kyle Shanahan is a favorite, I think you should rightfully be nervous. He is awful as a favorite. He's even worse as a favorite when he's at home. Mm-hmm. And so I knew that going in, it might be a bit of a test. <clears throat> but man, if you're really this playoff team taking a step in the right direction. You've got to bury a division rival, especially one that's dealing with so much chaos and noise off the field, and they're not being able to put together on the field. That San Francisco, of all the teams today, Minnesota, sure, they lost me a bet. I don't think Minnesota's all that great. I think Mick Zimmer's kind of a guy that's going to get fired at some point. San Francisco, to me, was the most disappointing team in their performance in Seattle today. Okay, well, listen, you call them disappointing. Let me ask you this, because you talked about Seattle's even though it's grim and bleak, it, mathematically, they're still alive to make the playoffs in the NFC. You talked about that, but let me ask you, with the loss, conversely, 
do you think this Niners team at 500 is a playoff team? Or do you think they'll falter in the NFC and maybe some of these teams below them uh, will leapfrog them in the wild card? We know they're not going to win the NFC West. Um, yeah. Between the Cardinals and the Rams, just forget about it. But they feel like a wild card mm-hmm. team to me. I would, I think I would bet that they get in, but it sounds like uh, maybe you're selling your stock. Do you believe that the Niners are a playoff team ultimately? Well, I'm not going to sell the stock yet because here, here's the advantage. They have the tiebreaker against the Eagles. The Eagles are still a game below 500, even with the Gardner Minshew win today. Yep. Minnesota is a dumpster, and they have the tiebreaker over that. So there are the two teams below San Francisco. They have the tiebreaker on. Carolina sucks. They just fired their offensive coordinator. Cam can't throw the ball 30 yards down the field. Atlanta's a choke artist. The Saints, are they don't have a quarterback. The Giants suck. Like That's the thing is you go down the NFC – and I know Seattle still feels maybe a glimmer of hope. To me, they're done. Like, Seattle is not yeah. going to win every game from here on out. And I think there's going to be a threshold of how many games you can lose. They're already at eight. I think San Francisco is going to limp in. Okay. But to me, that that's not, you know, a real hopeful thing is that you're limping in and your first game is going to be against the Green Bay Packers at right. Lambeau Field if the standings hold serve that like they are right now. Yeah, they would get smoked in that game. I, I'm with you. I think the Niners get in. And for them, that's a successful season. Um, you know, they've had so many injuries, so many issues that you uh, described there. I, I mean, I just don't think that uh, this team's healthy enough or has enough firepower to go on a deep run in the playoffs. I think for them, getting across the finish line and into the damn playoffs is a successful season, all things considering. And then I think we will turn the page and go to the next chapter to the Trey Lance Uh, story there in San Francisco moving forward. I think this is it for Jimmy G. They'll trade him away. Let me ask you about one more team. The Washington football team goes to Vegas, beats the Raiders, and they're right smack dab in that playoff picture in the playoffs if it started today. Do you believe in the Washington football team? Do you think they will hang on to the playoff spot and get in ultimately in the NFC? You know, barring an injury, I, I actually do. I, I don't think this is fool's gold. I mean, you can get hot and not be a great team, but I think you can get hot and be an okay, good team. And I, that's kind of what Washington is. They're starting to look kind of like the team we expected to see at the start, and it didn't go well, and then the Fitzpatrick yeah. stuff happened, so they go Heineke. Um, that was a gutsy win. I know the Raiders are not the best team in the NFL, but they were in desperation mode today. And I thought the defense of Washington was stellar. The one thing about Washington that's interesting, Travis, they win all these games in the weirdest possible way, and it's always yep. a weird-ass score. And I I don't know what to make of it outside of I saw Washington getting some points, and I thought, that's instant value. They're always in a fight. <clears throat> I, I don't know if they'll finish above the San Francisco 49ers by any stretch, but I think right now, as they're currently constructed, I think this team has it, man. I, I think they're better than the Eagles. And, I, again, you go down and look at the NFC, I, just, I think they're better than a lot of those teams. So, Yes, I buy into the Washington football team now here as a wild card team. And whether the sixth seed or the seventh seed, we'll have to wait and see on that one. But I buy into it. I completely agree. I think styles make fights. And listen, one thing that goes back to the beginning of time in football, if you play good defense and you can run the ball and not turn the ball over offensively, you have a chance to be a playoff team. And I think the Washington football team gets in because of it. Coming up, we play the game that's sweeping the D-Gen nation. Guess the line for week 14 in the NFL. And, of course, we'll talk the college football playoffs to end the show. All that and more right here on Back to the Futures on BetQL. 
When this baby hits 88 miles per hour, you're going to see some bets from Travis Thomas and Brandon Sprague on Back to the Futures from BetQL. Let's get back to more Back to the Futures with Travis Thomas and Brandon Sprague, only on the BetQL Network. That's right. We're everywhere like air all over the place like space here on Back to the Futures. Travis Thomas, Brandon Sprague. And now we bring in super producer Zach Kroll for the game sweeping the D-Gen Nation. Guess the line for week 14 in the NFL. Zach, come on in. Tell us what we win behind door number one, two, and three. All right, what's going on, guys? We are going to play some guess the line going into week number 14 of the NFL. And in my opinion, the best game of this week 14 slate might just be Monday night football of next Ooh. week with a divisional battle in the NFC West with the Rams going on the road to Arizona, taking oh. the Cardinals. So, Sprague, I'll throw it over to you to start us off. Rams at Cardinals this is going to be on Monday night football guess the line well i'm gonna i'm gonna go kind of real boring here uh rams with a dominant win against the jacksonville jags today handling business covering a big spread and doing what they should and the cardinals finally getting kyler murray back and winning a huge game on the road in chicago in cold weather by the way not something arizona is usually good at i'm gonna say it's a it's a boring open so seeing the line movement on this maybe the play but Mm. i'm gonna say it opens at cardinals minus three yeah, I, I would have to agree because they're at home. Uh, to be honest, I bet you by game time, this will be a pick em or maybe an Arizona minus one. I could see a lot of money coming in on the Rams in this uh, just because of what Sprague said. The fact that they bounce back in a major way, doesn't matter who the opponent is. The public wants to see them get right. And if they do, they'll pour their money back into them. But I'm with you. I, I would think Arizona minus three because of the home field. So I'll just prices right you and go Arizona minus two and a half. But if you uh, if you like Arizona in this, just wait till closer to game time. You could probably get a, a better value. And if you're a Rams better, uh, maybe jump on it now. What is it, Zach? Wow, Travis, you are on the money. It is Arizona minus two and a half. Wow. Over the Rams on Monday Night Football. Jeez Louise. So, yeah, okay. I mean, I'm, listen, I'm, I'd like to take a lot of credit, but really, I, I think Sprague uh, was right on point. It, sh- it should be uh, Arizona minus three. I just went, uh, I just annoyed him and took a half point less. But, you know, I, as I said, still, um, as it gets closer to game time, I think it will favor uh, the Cardinals, to be honest, because I, I, I don't know how you feel, Sprague, but I'd lay the points here, whether it's three, two and a half, one, pick them. It doesn't matter. I think the Cardinals win that game. I do not believe the Rams are a multi-dimensional offense. I know Sean McVay's the boy genius everyone loves, but they can't run the ball. I don't care what anyone says. Uh, I'm not buying it. And to me, if you're Stafford dependent, especially this time of year, all this stuff, all these chips on the table, it's getting cold out. Uh, he's dealing with injury issues. I'm not buying it. I think the Cardinals win this game at home and make a statement. Yeah, it's it's hard for me. And I, I'm not just reacting to this week. Like, look around the season. The Cardinals have proven me wrong left and right. I, I think I'm going to have to lean with the exact same. I, I do kind of like Arizona getting only, uh, what is it, two and a half. They're opening two and a half. Right. I like the fact that they could win by a field goal. 
And, yep. you know, the Rams have a lot of games, man, where they're just a lot more flash and substance. Um, it feels like if a better team plays the Rams today, that's probably a dogfight or an outright loss. Jacksonville right. was hanging around. It took them a while to kind of blow the brakes off of the Jags and pull away. Uh, big one. I can't wait to see it, but I, I would also lean the Cardinals with the two and a half. All right. What's next, Zach? Yeah, we'll be moving on to the next game. It will be another division game, and we will go to the NFC East as the Dallas Cowboys will be heading to our nation's capital uh. to take on the Washington football team. So, Travis, I'll throw it over to you to start us <laughs> off. Dallas at Washington. I know you're familiar with Washington. Yeah. Who do you got? Well, I was telling uh, you and Sprague in the commercial break that I thought Dallas should be favored by seven. I don't think they will be. Uh, but, uh, you know, listen, I would probably be willing to lay that seven. I do not believe that Dallas uh, – I don't believe the Washington football team is a better team than Dallas. I do think styles make fights. I do think Washington just seems to be – a bloody nose every time they play anyone. I mean, they're just in a rock fight every week. But I don't think Dallas is going to get into that with them. I think that even though Dallas is a little more finesse, the skilled players on the outside are just going to be too much. So I would be willing to lay a touchdown. But I think this game would open around Dallas minus six, five and a half. So just for the sake of uh, of giving you a final answer here, talking this out loud, I'll go Dallas minus six yeah that's a slightly higher than i think now i think dallas is going to be the favorite so i think you're right in that um look washington i'm curious what the answer to this is going to be because i i'll be admittedly a little surprised if you're right i'm going to go slightly lower i'll say dallas minus four look i i i laid a pretty good bet on dallas to beat the saints on thursday because mainly I, I don't like this idea that Sean Payton thinks he can make Taysom Hill some franchise guy. The dude's trash. He's cheeks. Yeah. Like, no, thank yeah. you. Um, but they, they took a while to cover that line. And their offense can be not quite what you would assume it would be week in and week yeah. out. I, I think Washington actually makes this a good game just for that factor. The defense of Washington comes to play. Ron Rivera has them ready. And Taylor Heineke... I know he's a little untrustworthy, but geez, he, he can come with some big plays when he needs to. I'll take Dallas minus four. I think the Cowboys will be uh, favored by, by four. Wow. The number is right in the middle between you guys. It is Dallas minus five. To yeah, makes sense. Um, yep. Zach, what is the, what's a point total in that game? Because I, listen, before you even tell us, the thing is, if you had to think about going into this game, if you like Washington to cover the number or win outright or whatever, you have to lean the under for whatever Zach for whatever Zach says. If if you're in my way of thinking, it sounds like Sprague's way, where you you think Dallas is going to win the game in more of their style. Uh, I I actually think of college football here a little bit, Sprague, where I think you have your typical power type team, old school Big Ten, let's call it. And, and, you know, Dallas comes in and they're one of those teams that's just going to spread you out and, and try and get it to their skill speed guys on the outside. So to right. me, uh, if you're leaning Dallas, maybe you're thinking the over here. And this could even, not only are you laying the points, but this could turn into a blowout city in the nation's capital. So what what is the total here, Zach? So right now, the total is exactly 49. 
I'm taking the under on oh. this. I, yeah, I think Dallas's cool. defense and Washington's defense can make this a bit of a dogfight. Again, yeah. Dallas may win. I think I'm leaning Washington plus the five at home. I expect them to get up for this game. Dallas will be up for this game. This is one of the better divisional rivalries uh, rivalries we get. There's a yeah. lot on the line right now. Uh, I, I'm going to bet the under. I think those defenses will come to play. We saw it this week, right? The Saints and Cowboys. Yeah. I think a lot of people might have assumed the over would hit, and it yep. didn't. So I'll take the under in that game. Yeah, I'm with you on that. I, I I lean the under there, too, even though I like Dallas to cover. That's a higher point total than I thought. I thought we'd be looking at a 44, 43, 49. Uh, that's going to get bet down. I guarantee you that. So grab it now. In fact, I'm going to do it as soon as the show is over. So thank you for that, for that, Zach. What's next? All right. We know that the Buffalo Bills are going to be playing on Monday night football tomorrow night against the Patriots. We're recording this on Sunday, but they are going to be in a big game next week. They're heading uh, on the road to Tampa Bay to take on the Buccaneers. So Bills at Bucks. Sprague, I'll throw it over wow. to you. What do you think the line is right now to open? Super Bowl matchup, Sprague. Super Bowl matchup. I think it's Bucks minus three and a half. Uh, Buffalo coming off of Monday Night Football, so it's a shorter week. You go on the road. Uh, huge game this weekend where the divisional foe is actually pushing you for the divisional crown. And even though I think Buffalo is going to beat the Patriots, I think they give a little more than a field goal respect to the Buccaneers who are coming off a good win. I think Tampa Bay minus three and a half. Hard to argue that with Sprager. I'll price is right this one as well, Zach. I'll go. Um, we're, the game's in Tampa? Yeah. Yeah, I'll go Tampa minus three for the home field. I mean, look, um, we'll see. I'm Zach, with you, Sprager. Zach looks like, Travis, that you just hit that exactly. Zach well, had a face of like, he just hit it. Well, I'm 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 with you on that, uh, on the on the winner, though. I, I mean, look, I think. I think Buffalo beats New England, so this could get bet down towards game time anyway, two and a half. But uh, ultimately, I think the Bills will be plus money here. But I'll, I'll just price is right, and hopefully, I did hit it on the on the the nail on the head there. I'll go uh, Tampa Bay minus three because of home field. Yep, Sprague nails it. It is exactly Tampa Bay minus three to start us off as Travis. Oh, Travis got it. That's Travis. Oh no, I know, but you read the situation perfectly. So. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. 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 Look, yeah. I'll tell you right now, I know we're talking sports gambling. You're probably an awful card player because your face <laughs> probably lights up when you got pocket aces. You're probably like, oh, I'm playing. I'm playing. <laughs> All right, guys. <laughs> One more spread we will talk about. This is going to be Sunday Night Football right. next week. The Chicago Bears, we know what's going on with them. They're heading on the road in another divisional matchup, taking on the Green Bay Packers. What do oh, you think flex out doing? of this crap. That's a flex Sunday night game. game? That Get sucks. Boo. Oh. Boo. What are we doing? Can we stop trying to sell us that we care about the Chicago Bears? Yeah. Can we please stop acting like America wants the Chicago Bears to be great? We put them on this pedestal because they were one of like three teams to exist. They have yeah. largely sucked since they won a Super Bowl in the 80s. Well, and even in their couple-year span, we knew Rex Grossman wasn't winning a Super Bowl. I'm so tired of him shoving garbage teams <laughs> that have been around for decades and acting like America cares. Tune in. No, nobody cares about watching the Chicago Bears with Andy Dalton play football. Well, I'm sorry. Yeah, you said it, Sprague. No one cares about watching the Bears with Andy Dalton. But guess what? When that young man, Justin Fields, finally gets under center, stays healthy, has a competent coach and an offensive line that doesn't get them decapitated every week, the Bears will return to glory. 
But until then, this Sunday nighter sucks. I hate that they keep shoving this oldest rivalry in football. What rivalry? I mean, honest to God, Aaron Rodgers screams at your fans and says, I own you. And you know what? He's absolutely right. This game yeah. is poopy McPooperson. But uh, I'll go ahead and guess the line here, Zach. So the game is in, it's in Lambeau, did you say? Correct. Oh my God, this should be two, this should be at least two touchdowns. It won't be. I'll give me Green Bay minus 10 and a half. It should be oh. 15, 16, 17. Uh, I really want to price this right, you down to 10. I think I'm going to go the opposite way. I'm going to go Packers minus 11. Wow, so Sprague is close. It is Packers minus 12 and a half to start well that's good at least they got that give me line, the packers right? all day all day what's what's fields deal like is he does he have a chance to even play in this game because then i like the bears to cover if it's dalton no thanks i'd lay the points does anyone know like what's what's up with fields i haven't seen a report on what he's dealing with in terms of like timetable wise but should be noted i don't think if i'm mistaken i don't think green or chicago covered last time they played and they had fields yeah. when rogers said that so yeah i don't know how much that really matters i'll go back and look to see if they covered or not but i i think i remember the packers covering that game i just hate that that's a sunday night game like what what at what point during the season do we flex i thought we were already there i thought in in december it's open game is that not right I thought we were at flex mode too. And by the way, they did. They covered, they won by 10. The spread was five and a half at Chicago on October 17th. Um, important note for this one though. One, I'm hammering the Packers just because I don't like the Chicago Bears. Two, bet the under. The under is kind of the play in this in the season for the Green Bay Packers. They have a lot of unders this year. And anytime the Packers and Bears play specifically, the under tends to hit because both defenses play pretty decently zach i'm gonna throw you a curveball here before this segment's over give us a good matchup i don't want to end this on a sunday night snooze fest give me one good matchup that you like on the board we haven't talked about we'll rapid fire guess it go so it's funny because you mentioned the uh sunday night game isn't the best game but i'm gonna be interested in this one the thursday night game between the pittsburgh steelers and the team that sprague was talking about earlier the Minnesota Vikings. This should be okay. a good game considering uh, the current states of both these teams. Yeah, what, where is the game? Minnesota? Yep. Oof, I'll go, um, God, both of these teams are just, just. what did you call it, Spring Cheeks? I guess, I guess for uh, home field. Well, the Vikings are coming off a loss, though. They're coming off a loss. Uh, Steelers coming off a barely win. Give me Vikings minus two and a half. Uh, I will under that. I'll play it uh, Vikings minus one. Makes sense. I'll just under wow. it. Wow. So when you look at this line, Vegas is giving the Vikings a little bit more credit. Minnesota opens as a minus four point favorite. What? I have to take Pittsburgh just yes. on a moral stance of <laughs> Minnesota. Hey. Now watch. Break. They're going to cover and win. Sprague, listen, I might just take the Steelers money line, bro. Straight up. Boom. Don't do it. Don't do it. You're going to suffer on. the Minnesota curse. <laughs> Living Don't life on the edge, baby. Uh, Zach, thank you. We'll bring Zach back later in the next segment because we're going to bring him back for guess the line for the college football playoff game. So still to come, of course, we take a deep dive 
into all the big college football bowl games, including that college football playoff. So keep it locked. Back to the Futures, Travis Thomas, Brandon Sprague. Travis Thomas and Brandon Sprague. Why don't you make like a tree and get out of here? You're listening to Back to the Futures from BetQL. Let's get back to more Back to the Futures with Travis Thomas and Brandon Sprague, only on the BetQL Network. All right, here we go. Let's finish strong. Back to the Futures, Travis Thomas, Brandon Sprague, super producer Zach Kroll set to join us soon to finish playing Guess the Line. Uh, But first, I want to talk about these marquee bowl matchups in college football. Then we'll bring in Zach and do Guess the Line for the uh, college football playoff. But let's start in the granddaddy of them all, Brandon. The Rose Bowl, Ohio State, Utah. Now, let me just say, my friend, for me, I had hit the bet with Utah against Oregon several weeks back. You remember I was fading Oregon at that time. Then for the Pac-12 championship, I said, okay, no way Utah beats this team twice. It's too hard to beat a team twice, especially a good one like Oregon. Oregon's going to win this game. I took them, and all Utah did was layeth the smackdown on the Ducks. Here we are now in Ohio State, and I got to tell you, even though we're not talking lines here, we're just talking matchups because we'll have weeks to break all these games down. My gut says Ohio State should win this game handedly, but I, I just don't know if I can bet against Utah again. You've watched them more than me out there in Pac-12 country. What do you make of this game? Well, first of all, I think Utah is a team of perseverance. You know, that's kind of what their story has been. They've, they've lost two teammates in a calendar year. Both guys were best friends. They both tragically lost their lives to being shot. And it's, it's a really sad story when you dig into it. They had to bury their teammate this year and still go play football games. They also had to train, uh, change quarterbacks three games into their season. Their starter ended up getting benched. He ends up leaving the program overall. So to see them turn that around and to see Kyle Whittingham win his first conference championship since being in the Pac-12, it's a feel-good moment. And Kyle Whittingham is one of the really good guys in college football. Like genuinely, and I really mean this, a lot of ego and jackasses in college football. Kyle Whittingham is none of those. Yep. So it was really good. They have a really good defense that's led by their linebacker, Devin Lloyd. You'll notice him when they play Ohio State. The only thing that concerns me for Utah's ability to hang with the Buckeyes is the passing attack because that's what Oregon couldn't do, and we know Ohio State thrives in that. Yep. Yep. The one encouraging note, depending on where that line goes, closer to kick as we get there, mm-hmm. Utah might not be able to keep up with the passing attack of Ohio State, mm-hmm. but answer me this. Programs like Ohio State are aiming for bigger games than non-playoff Rose Bowl games. Right. So I'm more interested in the, is Ah. there a get-up factor and a non-get-up factor here that maybe allows Utah to rally behind the emotion of what they've been playing with and keep this a close ball game and maybe even pull the upset? To me, that's their chance to win that. If Ohio State's ready to go and dialed in, it's going to be a tough day, I think, for the Utah defense to slow that down. And I just don't think that their offense is going to be able to keep up with what Ohio State does on offense. That's a great point by you. I would think Ohio State will come to play simply because, look, if you lose to Michigan on a field goal, there's no shame in that. But to get beat down by Harbaugh and those guys, lose a division title, uh, you know, go and watch them in the playoff and not you. I would have to imagine that team's going to be ticked off, and they may take it out on Utah. We'll see. Fiesta Bowl, 
This is a good one. Oklahoma State against Notre Dame. No more Brian Kelly there with his fake accent, though, Sprager. Who do you like in this game? Well, my family would first <laughs> like to tell you that uh, we're going to probably have to take um, – <laughs> We're going to probably have to take Oklahoma State here. Now, let me say yeah. this. Excited to see Marcus Freeman, who was the D.C., and he got named the the, the permanent coach, which was a cool right. video of him being introduced to the players. But I just – I don't really buy this Notre Dame team. It's not an indictment of the new coach. I just think they've been a little overrated. Yeah. And I think Oklahoma State, look, they're probably kicking themselves. It was finally the year where it felt like Gundy was going to get them in. And Dave Aranda and Baylor just brought it to them. And they came within a half yard of pulling off that comeback. But I think this is one where they show up, they look to prove a point, you get to play a name brand like Notre Dame, and don't take, don't discount this. Go look at Notre Dame since 2000 and what they've been in these games. They mm -hmm. largely don't win them, and a lot of them they end up getting blown out. So I think if you add the defense to what Oklahoma State is, paired with the offense cannot play possibly worse than what they did against Baylor, yep. I really lean Oklahoma State in that matchup just because you're losing Brian Kelly in offensive mind and I just don't think Notre Dame's as good as they're advertised. Man, I'm with you here on all accounts. Uh, the Freeman thing is great, but ultimately Oklahoma State still has Gundy and that stupid mullet. He's a man. He's 40. I like <laughs> Oklahoma State. 50. <laughs> He's 50 now, right? I like uh, yeah. Oklahoma State to win that game as well. All right, how about the Sugar Bowl? You mentioned Baylor. They're in the Sugar Bowl against Ole Miss, Lane Kiffin and his friends. Who yep. do you like there? This feels like maybe shootout city, right? Yeah, this is an interesting one because you get in your defense versus offensive guy, right? Aranda versus Kiffin. It's a chess match that I think anybody would sign up for for a non-playoff game. The tough thing for Baylor, and it's unfortunate, had Georgia just decided to show up and play tough against Bama <laughs> and kept Bama out, I think Baylor actually ends up getting the fourth playoff spot because you would have gone oh. to two-loss team, yep. and Bama would have played themselves out of it. I don't think Ohio State would have got it. You would have given it to the two-loss conference champion, and so Baylor came really damn close had Georgia just showed up. I'm going to actually lean Baylor here because I'm going to go with Dave Aranda being prepared to be able to slow down and kind of muddy it up with Lane. Lane played a slower, low-score pace game against Mississippi State to end their season. Yep. But I just think Baylor's clicking at the right time, and I know that game's still a few weeks away. But I really like Dave Aranda. This I like Kiffin, but I think I like Aranda a little more in this matchup. See, I said shootout because I bet on Baylor a bunch this year, and I get what you're saying, defensive-minded coach, but they score too. So to me, yes, they do. Yes, they I, do. you know, I, I'll, I'll be interested to see the point total in this. I've been going over the moon for Ole Miss all year. I don't see me changing it here. I think Ole Miss wins because not that Baylor can't get a stop here or there, but I think, you know, Baylor's a pretty complete team and can score on offense as well. I think this will be a high-scoring affair. If it's that, Ole Miss, give me Ole Miss all day. All right, one more before we bring in Zach. The Peach Bowl, Pitt, Michigan State. Now, this feels like offense versus defense. Who do you like? Yes. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with uh, I'm gonna go with Pittsburgh here. I'm going to go with my man, Kenny Pickett, to pick apart the Michigan State team. Look, I like Mel Tucker. I think Michigan State's a fine team. I think the way they ended their season is – pretty apt for who they really are versus yep. kind of the undefeated start there that ohio state game was eye-opening like if you're pittsburgh aren't you just dialing up that game film and you're saying what was ohio state doing so well well we know it was throwing the ball what's pittsburgh really good at doing yep throwing yep. the football so I, I like mel tucker michigan state's been a good story 
I really like Pittsburgh. Kenny Pickett going out. And this may be a game. Don't overlook this fact. We have clowned this quarterback draft class. But every year we know if the right team is in that one spot, yep. they get desperate enough to want to take a quarterback and take a flyer. So I don't think it's Kayvon Thibodeau sitting there at number one. I think a guy like Kenny Pickett, if he can go pick apart um, that Mel Tucker defense and have a good showing in a Peach Bowl, I think Kenny Pickett would have a legit shot at uh, being the top player selected in the draft. I'll take Pittsburgh in this one. That was a fun game they played against Wake. Gosh, kudos to you for your enunciation. All these P's, Pickett, Pickett apart, Peach Bowl. You did a great job. I like Pickett. I think he could end up being the first pick as well in the draft. I like Pittsburgh there, but I am curious to see that line because you could maybe get some value in Sparty if, uh, you know, the number is too in love with Pitt. I think you could have a closer game than we both think uh, with Sparty being able to play time of possession, ball control, solid defense. But ultimately, mm -hmm. I think Pickett will win the game. All right, let's bring in Zach Kroll here because now I want to talk college football playoff, but I want to guess the line because we'll have weeks to break these games down. We'll only have one time to look at the opening line. So, Zach, get us set up. I have purposefully not looked at this, so I have no idea what these lines are. I have a gut feel, though, that one of them is going to be pretty lopsided. So bring it on, brother. All right, we will start off with – um, the, the the Cotton Bowl, excuse me, in Dallas, Texas, between Alabama and Cincinnati. Travis, I'll throw yeah. it over to you. What do you yeah. think the line is for this one? This was a lopsided one. So first of all, Sprague, allow me to pat myself on the back for telling you that Cincy would make the playoffs. So here we are. Congratulations, Bearcats. You are now the sacrificial lamb to roll tide. This has got to be Alabama minus 14. I mean, honest to God, and I'm laying all of them. I mean, they're going to get smoked. Alabama may win this whole thing. Bryce Young's going to win the Heisman. Congrats, Bearcats. Now you go, yeah. you're going to get your ass kicked by Nick Saban. Give me Bama minus 14. Uh, that's that's exactly the line I would have said. Now, I will say this, uh, you know, kind of going Garth and Wayne here. I'm not worthy. I'm not worthy. <laughs> you were right. <laughs> Cincinnati needed like three or four things to happen, and they all happened, and they took care of itself. Kudos for making the playoff. That does matter for the group of five that they can at least feel with the four-team playoff. They have a shot, but I'm with you. I think Bama is going to wax them. I think if you look yeah. through their schedule, impressive win against Houston, but really go through that schedule. They had a lot of unimpressive wins that yep. they eked out and barely survived. I think this Bama team knows they can still win a championship despite yep. one hiccup at College Station. You have 14. I'm um, price is right and yeah. The the question I'm gonna go I'm gonna say you're right, but I'm All gonna right. take the under and say they think it's gonna be 14. I'll take 13 and a half and hope to God I'm right. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So Sprague actually will take that one right now. All it right. is at Alabama minus 13, but right. the number is at 13 and a half and even uh, at 14 in some places. But the main website I, I have uh, right now says Alabama minus 30. By the way, before you give the next one, Zach, just know back to the futures back in August. Go do your research. Yours yep. truly told you if Cincy could beat Indiana on the road and Notre Dame, they would make the playoffs. So this show gives you winners way back when. That's why we're called back to the futures. All right. What's next, Zach? All right. We will go to the Orange Bowl where we have Michigan 
taking on Georgia. Sprague, I'll throw it over to you. What do you think the line is Ooh. for this one? Well, Georgia's the obvious favorite in this one. Michigan is a team that I'm I'm really looking at the points here because I'm probably going to be licking my chops. I will say Georgia minus eight. I'll take Georgia minus Ooh. eight. Weird line, but I'm going to take Michigan by the end of this line. I promise Georgia you. Minus eight. Georgia, I'll, I'll price is right. You, I'll go seven and a half. Well, I actually thought it was going to be six, so I'll just meet you in the middle. Okay. I'll say uh, minus seven, and I'm laying the points, so we disagree. Surprise, surprise. What is it, Zach? It is Georgia minus seven and a half. Ah, right oh. in the middle. So you like <laughs> right Michigan? You got you like Michigan there, huh, Sprager? Yeah, because I think the closer to kick we get, Travis, this is going to go in Michigan's favor, and I think that line's going to get too high. Michigan's got a legit defense, and I think we just saw Georgia get disrupted. They get a little eh when their offense can't get going. Well, I like Georgia, so we have weeks to argue this, and we plan on doing that. Travis Thomas, Brandon Sprague, Super Producer Zach Kroll, this is Back to the Future, and we're back next week. I guess you guys aren't ready for that yet, but your kids are going to love it. Travis Thomas and Brandon Sprague on Back to the Futures from BetQL.